everybody there's plenty of room plenty of room here in the meaning wave autonomous zone plenty of room for you certainly there's plenty of room for you just so long as you uh, hit that like on the way in and uh you know put this link in a discord or tweet it to a friend or send it to your mum. Come on in, there's plenty of seating. Luxury seating, obviously. None of that, uh, you know, middle of them all seating. You know? None of that cheap seating. We've been down to Home Depot. You know, we've got uh, boxes. <laughs> we've got so many boxes. i got so many boxes, baby. They're just like, you know, really good boxes, too. None of those cheap boxes. These are the most professional boxes I've ever seen in my life. I got so many boxes. Oh. 
To the side, pom 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 pom, and the other side, pom 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 pom, yeah, pom 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 pom. Oh, make some noise, brothers and sisters. Make some noise for your damn self. Yeah. Make some noise for your damn self, baby. What a beautiful thing you are. What a beautiful thing you are. You deserve noise. You deserve noise made. You, know, you deserve noise to be made, to be constructed in your vicinity. If you don't have any noise being constructed in your vicinity, uh, I don't know what's going on, baby. Uh, I think we should remedy that situation stat. S-T-A-T. Uh, yes, anyway. Um, hey, let's begin. Has anyone got a beverage? Does anyone have a beverage? A, cl- a cup or a mug or a glass or a steiner? Uh a container for liquid of any damn kind. Do you? Do you? Do you have one? I have one. Mine doesn't have coffee and it. it's got water. It's that time of day when I drink water. If it was the morning, I'd be drinking coffee. Yes, I would. Anyway, I think this is a perfect, uh, perfectly reasonable opportunity to uh, borrow another man's introductory ceremony. We've got our own one and we'll do that soon enough. But uh, why don't you join me, brothers and sisters, for um, the dopamine hit of the day, the unparalleled joy, the thing that makes everything okay, even the mind virus, even the swine, and even the yeet police. Even the yeet police, baby. This will calm them down if we do it all together. Are you ready? A three, two, one. Damn, those yeet police feel less powerful already, don't they? Huh? Those goddamn yeet police, they don't feel so powerful at all now. We haven't been bothered by those yeet police all week, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you noticed. The yeet police haven't been bothering us, baby. Uh, the autonomous zone has been standing its ground, you know. Uh, remaining autonomous. Uh, acting autonomously. And uh, we've been treated as such. And quite right, too. Quite right, too. This is a peaceful um, autonomous zone. We don't cause no problems. You know, we don't got no problems here. We just regulate the vibes. And we've been regulating the vibes hard. Hey, camera two's back. Makes noise for camera two. It's back. And uh, so is our beautiful audience. Speaking of beautiful audience, hello, Emily Brown. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael Tapia. Hello, D.S. Duenas, a.k.a. Captain, Captain, Captain. Hello, Blackrock Beacon. Pom, 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 pom. Happy w, WMIV. Oh, yeah. Diminished seventh in the place. Citratage W. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruben Sussman, man. The, the mighty Val Venus. Val Venus says there was an old man inside my roommate and some neighbors had to get him out. Well, you know, I hope they were gentle. That's all I can say. Uh, Shouts out to Red Pilled America. Hey, the mighty Red Pilled America. Make some noise for Red Pilled America, brothers and sisters. Without Red Pilled America, the mighty Red Pilled America podcast, uh, the album that we are here to celebrate today would not exist. It would not exist. It would not exist. As we will find out as we explore the album, as we de- as we delve deep into the heart of this uh, magnificent opus, this beautiful creation, this epic thing, you've had it today, you've had it all day to listen to. How is it treating you? How has the album been treating you, brothers and sisters? Let me know. I need to know. Jack Payne says, I've been listening to the uh, Adam Scott album all day. Adam Scott. 
Shouts out to Adam Scott. That's Scott Adams' evil twin from the parallel universe. I was talking to Scott Adams this morning and I said, isn't it crazy? There's a parallel universe where I did not read your book, How to Fail at Everything and Still Win Big in 2014. In that parallel universe, that Akira the Don did not decide to put systems instead of goals in place in his life. And I did not decide to make audio affirmations, which is part of what became Meaning Wave. Uh, in that parallel universe, what the hell is that Akira the Don doing? And, uh, you know, we don't know. Scott Adams said that he feels bad for him, you know. I feel bad for him too. I think we should arrange a rescue party. So part of what we're currently doing, I've now decided, uh, is developing our technology and our abilities to the point that we can uh, hop into those neighboring parallel dimensions where they haven't read, where Akira the Dawn hasn't read the Scott Adams book and uh, save them. Save them all. We must save them. We must. Otherwise, what? Is it fair that they are doomed to uh, darkness and awfulness and a life without meaning wave? Is that fair? Is that at all fair? I don't know if it is at all fair. By the way, I don't know if you saw this morning. It was all very, very active. It's very active in uh, the world of meaning wave right now. Uh, You might know and you might not know and you might know and you might not know that there was a couple of uh, things that contributed to the birth of meaning wave. Uh, And one of them was Scott Adams' house to fail at everything and still win big. And, uh, you know, me deciding to try and make audio affirmations. That's one thing I was up to. And another thing was James Altucher. James Altucher, he had a simple bit of advice. And it was one week when I had um, I'd made three songs. And one of them sampled Jordan B. Peterson. And one of them sampled Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And one of them sampled The Welsh Lady. Talking about Head Eye. They were all lo-fi songs. And uh, all three of them came out. And uh, the Peterson one was doing particularly well. Very well, in fact. And prior to that, I've been doing all sorts of different things all over the place. And I was listening to James Aldsetcher when he said, Akira the Don. Well, it was as if he said, as if he said Akira the Don. He was talking into my ear. You know, he was talking deep into my ear. I mean, that's, a, that's an intimate thing, you know, when someone's talking deep into your ear. Maybe I'm talking deep into your ear right now. It's very intimate, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hey, hey. Anyway, James Aldsetcher said, Akira the Don. Quadruple down on what's working. Akira the Don. I said, okay, James Aldsetcher, and I did. And then I made Meaning Wave. And that was that, baby. History was written. And now here we are today to celebrate the release of this new Meaning Wave album, the user interface for reality itself. I mean, who who, who would create so audacious a titled thing? Who? Us, that's who. I and he, Scott Adams. And uh, so we got to shout out James Altucher for that. And this morning, James Altucher, uh, we'd been sort of in contact before-ish, and I DM'd him and said, hey, I'd like to sample you, and I never heard anything. Uh, I'm sure he's very busy, you know, so I was like, fine. Uh, he didn't say no, but, you know, he didn't. I didn't hear back. Anyway, some people this morning were uh, asking us and saying, oh, Kira the Don, do something with James Altouch. And I said, hey, I would love to. You know, he's great. Love him. And he said, yes, amazing. Let's make it happen. And uh, we were DMing him, and he's, he, we've been having an interesting conversation all day. So, yeah, the James Altouch, uh, the circle is complete on the day. Two of the main inspirations for Meaning Wave were Scott Adams and James Altucher. And finally, I do a Scott Adams album. And on the day, the other main, inf- the other main influence in the kind of the aspects of the creation, James Altucher just appears out of nowhere. And uh, yes, there will be a James Altucher Meaning Wave record. Hurrah! And what I'm going to have to do, obviously, is take that original bit of advice that was so powerful in helping create Meaning Wave and turn that into a record, goddammit. And the circle will be complete. And when the circle is complete, maybe we will suddenly unlock the technology to jump into all those parallel dimensions and save all those alternative Akira the Dons. Hurrah! And thus save the world. 
You know, so that's my plan. I think it's a pretty good one. I think it's foolproof. Proof of a fool. No, foolproof. Different to that. It's different, you know. But anyway, anyway, anyway. We are gathered here today, brothers and sisters, to celebrate this wonderful record. Yes, we are. Michael Tapia says, I've got my headphones on, so yes, you're talking into my ear right now, baby. I do forget that sometimes, you know, sometimes I think, I feel like I'm on a stage, you know. Sometimes I forget, actually, I'm whispering deep into your very, very head. Deep into the center of your head. So many of you are listening on earphones. So many of you are in the gym or you're laying in bed. I don't know where you are, but I'm talking directly into your head right now, baby. How does it feel? I bet it feels majestic. I mean, it should. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the inside of everybody's head right now. Shout out to Bushido Pirate Crew. Meaning Wave is helping people every day. Jocko, Peterson, Adams. Don't stop the wave. Don't stop the wave. We're having such a good time. We're having a ball. Don't stop the wave. We're gonna have a good time. Just put on one of those great Meaning Wave albums. Don't stop. Okay, fine. I got you, baby. I will not stop the wave. I will not. I will not. I refuse. I refuse. Yeah, baby. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, let's kick this off. You know, we're gonna have lots of time to talk. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about, but let's listen to the first song for the user interface for reality itself, uh, which is called, uh, you know what it's called. I mean, I know what it's called. I just got to find it because I named it. Oh, God. <laughs> Here you go. I know what it's called. It's called Introduction to the User Interface for Reality. Pum, 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 pum. Make some noise for Scott Adams here in Mass. Make some noise, baby. What a time to be alive. Pum, 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 pum. Pum, 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 pum. Hey, hey. Pum, 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 pum. Glad you could make it. Today will be, for some of you, the most incredible day of your life. Not everyone. Some of you will just get a little bit smarter. Others of you will find a transformational experience happening tonight. Yes, tonight you're going to find out the user interface Be uh, complicated. And so, just 
just too hard to explain. This is important to know because you're going to wonder why didn't I tell you where the user interface for reality was before? Huh? The user interface for reality itself. The user interface for reality itself. So you can author your own reality. The user interface for reality itself. that like bum 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 drop all them wave emojis bum 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 i want to see the whole bum 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 the whole area flooded baby wave emojis everywhere bum 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 the Don and Scott Adams. It's out now, baby. It's out now. And this time last month, it didn't exist. It didn't even exist as a concept. It didn't even exist as an idea. And now here it is. How epic is that? We're in the future. Truly, we're in the future. Truly, you're in the future. You can go from no even concept of an album to a fully released album at such an incredible, at such a level of power. Just like that. Damn, baby. What's up, eccentric naturalist? I had a rough day and I'm thankful for the beautiful Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. It is beautiful, right? We keep it clean. We keep it beautiful. We don't allow any smashed windows here. No no poorly spelt graffiti. No, we keep it We keep it beautiful and tidy. And then everyone sees, oh, look how beautiful and tidy it is. And they keep their area beautiful and tidy. Beauty begets beauty. You know, make it beautiful and more beauty will come. We're in the beauty industry over here, here at Meaning Wave headquarters. We're in the beauty industry, baby. And we're also in the meaning industry. Obviously, we out here slanging meaning. Slinging that meaning, you know, I'm a bit like a hot dog salesman, only what I sell is meaning. You know, and I got meaning for you, baby. You want some meaning? Come over here. We got a whole gang. We got a whole bunch of meaning. We got a meaning wave. We got a meaning gang. We got a wave nation. Sudra Tej says, I was singing bum 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 today, and I thought someone will recognize this, like when Dagny hears the railroad brakeman humming the secret symphony. I don't get that reference, but I like it. Uh, Val's in the building. Shouts out to Val. Patrick Kurish. Kurish. I can't say your name. It's such a beautiful name. Says, K Paso. Quite. Miguel says, come to Colombia. Uh, book him, he will come. Oh, no, there's no music industry anymore. 
I'd love to come to Colombia. I would, I would. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Uh, Blackrock Beacon says, Our autonomous zone has significantly less shootings. It's been nice here. What? Who was that? Oh, no, that was just the call for the... For the you know what that was, so we'll do that shortly. Uh, Carlos Duarte, ADD Rocks. You rock, baby. You rock, baby. Thank you for being here. Uh, David G says, New album made for a great companion on a long drive today. Vibes. Ooh. That's good to hear. I got a long drive coming up today. Uh, not today, soon. I got to drive to Texas. I got to drive the whole studio from Los Angeles to Texas. For there is our destiny. And uh, today, me and Wade Crescent, we went down to uh, a car dealership to see a bit, to rent a car that we can drive over there, then drop off on the other side. Found a nice car, baby. A big car. A car that will fit my whole studio in it. Because that's all we're taking. We're, we're just taking the studio. Everything else is too expensive to move it, so we're just going to uh, just buy new stuff on the other side. You know, uh, sell the stuff over here or put it on let go or whatever. And then go over the other side and, you know, get a bed and all that on the other side, baby. You know, I always used to say, no carry-on luggage. I used to like that as a mantra for life. No carry-on luggage, you know. I mean, sorry, no uh, undercarriage luggage. Only carry-on luggage. That's what I meant. Only carry-on luggage. As in... Uh, what did I mean? What did I say? Handheld luggage. That was it. <laughs> I.e., I'd have a bag. It wouldn't leave me. I'd stick it in the overhead compartment, and that's all I had. No matter where I was going, no matter what I was doing, I've moved into whole countries in that fashion. God damn it. Just turned up with a bag. What do you need other than, than you and your bag? Well, me, I need a studio. I'm afraid. I need this spaceship. I need all the things over the other side of the room that are things that I made this magnificent album with. I need all those things. So we're going to drive them in a vehicle. Across the country, across America, we're going on a road trip. It's going to be very romantic. We planned it out today. All the places we're going to go. We're going to go to very many cool places. I'll let you know very soon. We'll, we'll announce a tour. But we are going to go to Area 51 along the way because it's on the way. Hurrah! So that's very exciting. Pom, 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 pom. Pom, 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 pom. It's going to take five days. Five days. Five days, baby. But don't you worry. We're going to keep streaming. We're going to keep streaming along the way. Along the way, we will stream. We'll keep it going. You know? Why not? Bush, 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 ba, bush, bush, ba. Eccentric naturalist says, wonderful and gracious employers are once again allowing the meaning wave train to continue unhindered. Oh, they are. Well, that's good news. That's wonderful news. Um, what else? What else is happening out there? John Burnham says, love Scott Adams and I love Akira the Don. Love John Burnham. You know, how could you not love John Burnham? John Burnham is that guy. You know what they say about John Burnham? They say, there goes that guy. That guy, John Burnham. Uh, Bucko Chips is in the building, says, recycle your furniture. Quite, exactly, do it. Blackrock Beacon says, hell yeah, Meaning Wave Tour. That's right. That's right, baby, Meaning Wave Tour. Uh, you know, the righteous path. Just, uh, do, 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 do. there you go. Uh, All right, I completely lost the chat. I, lo I lost the chat. Uh, Shouts out to David House says I applied to 234 jobs since May 19th. More tomorrow. Get after it. Proud of you. Proud of you, baby. But yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're here to celebrate and discuss uh, the user interface for reality. The album. The album. The album. The album by Kira the Don and Scott Adams. And uh, it's an epic album. It's also a short album by my standards. The last album, the Alan Watts album, was 20 tracks long. Who was it? I saw a lovely comment and then I lost it. But somebody said that, because I like it when people notice things. They said they liked how the Alan Watts album finished with that Doomsday style scratching, which is a kind of scratching pattern reminiscent of uh, an MF Doom song called Doomsday. You know? 
and how this one begins with it. It's like this one picks up where the last one left off. Yes, that's the truth. And I love it when people notice when I do things. Because often they don't. And I do all sorts of things, you know. All of these albums are full of little Easter eggs like that. Bam, bam, bam. Hey. Let me show you my path toward figuring out the user interface. It's important that you know how I got there so that you could have some trust that there's something to it. When I was a kid, I was influenced, as was my mother, by the book The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. This suggested that you could somehow change your life or maybe you were changing reality. If you could simply think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. So this was my first introduction to the concept that maybe reality was not fixed and something that you were a victim of, but rather you could do something. There was some mechanism, some technique, some tools you could use to get some control over your environment and your life as opposed to having it control you. And that was my first thought that reality could be programmable in at least some simple sense. But of course, I embarked on a lifetime of exploration to find out if I could find out more about how to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. How to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Led me to learn meditation. I became a trained hypnotist. Of course, mushrooms let you see the world in a completely different reality. And all of these things, from studying all the different religions to doing affirmations, which is really just visualizing what you want and writing it down every day. Visualizing what you want and writing it down every day. And then learning persuasion. These all had the same cumulative effect of teaching me that reality was indeed far more subjective than you're led to believe. And when I say reality is subjective... I don't mean that there isn't some base reality that's real. What I mean is that we don't have access to it. In other words, you just take religion. Two people with completely different religions can go into a store, they can shop, they can get married, have children. They don't really need to reconcile the fact that they live in different worlds. One thinks there's an afterlife, one thinks there's reincarnation, one thinks there's nothing. And yet we, we all survive and thrive and reproduce. There's nothing to suggest that our brains are the kind of brains that can understand reality. Instead, all of the evidence suggests that we can put filters, optionally and somewhat subjectively on our reality. And the thing that we deal with is a filter. We're not dealing with the underlying reality, but our filter on it is the thing that's real to us. And you can change those filters, so that's the important part. And you can change them fairly easily. And if you find a filter that predicts better and makes you happier, well, that's the better filter, 
even if it isn't a better approximation of reality. What matters is you're happy. What matters is you're getting what you need out of life. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. How to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Program reality. You can change those filters. Oh, change those filters. Oh, change those filters. How to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Yo, make some noise, brothers and sisters. Drop all them wave emojis right now. What up, Bucko Chip says, give me that lo-fi jazz, baby. Heck yeah. That there's a subjective reality. You're starting to get ready to accept the user interface for that reality. Hey, come on, baby. What up, JS? How you doing, JS? This is indeed. First off, welcome. We're glad you found this place. And second, yeah, we're here every day. We've been here every day for 103 days. Every day for 103 days. We're here every night at 6 p.m. Uh, Los Angeles time. And every morning on Twitch at 7 a.m. Yeah, we are. And it's a beautiful place to be and it's a beautiful time to be alive here at the peak of recorded human civilization. And that second track explains something that uh, was explained to me many years ago, you know, and um, in lots of different ways and forms and what have you. You know, I was already doing affirmations uh, in the form of sigils, you know, and, uh, you know, the whole think positively and all that, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff in different ways had been brought in. All that stuff had been brought in in different ways, but... um, Yeah, reading that book of Scott Adams' in 2014 sort of really cemented a lot of things, and I started doing a lot of it deliberately. And uh, one of the things, you know, the idea of affirmations being communicating with the subconscious, since that's what does most of the work. That's what does most of the heavy lifting. The subconscious does most of the things, you know. Uh, and most people's subconscious is, I mean, I don't know what's decided, who's decided what the subconscious is doing. Most people aren't... Uh, deliberately directing that subconscious you know it's getting deliberately directed by other things TV your friends random lyrics from a pop song that you heard on the radio but Scott Adams once said he doesn't listen to music because he's aware of how powerful that shit is you know you could put on the radio and some song could come on and it could flip the whole direction of your day you know so if you're going to be playing with these dark arts baby or these bright arts depending on how the uh, the person using the power wields it you know Depends what they're using it for. You should just be aware. There's power in that thing. But yeah, it got me thinking about affirmations. And Scott Adams was talking about even writing things down, writing them down, writing them down. And I started writing them down. But I was like, what am I doing here writing them down? I make music. I could embed them in music. And then they'd be even more powerful. Why don't I do that? Duh. So I started doing that, you know. That's one of the things that... that, That's partly how Meaning Wave began. You know? Partly how Meaning Wave began, baby. And uh, actually, I'll talk about that in a minute, how this album began. But the way this album began was ridiculous, baby. It was a very magical process. This album wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't on the schedule. You know how to schedule. This wasn't on the schedule. 
But sometimes life finds a way. Sometimes life finds a way, you know, because I've been wanting to do a Scott Adams album since the beginning. And I did one song, you know, Good Versus Good, with him and Norm MacDonald. I might play that later. But uh, I've just been waiting for the right time, I guess, waiting for the right thing. And then this one happened. And it was the same with Scott Adams because he also had been waiting for the right time and uh, waiting for the right thing. He'd been waiting to uh, reveal... You know, the user interface for reality for, like, what, 20 years? I think it was 20 years. And uh, we do have uh, someone who's in the audience tonight to thank for that. You know? As will be revealed on this song. Uh, But, yeah, the Red Pilled America podcast, it was in much... in You know, without the Red Pilled America podcast, this album wouldn't exist, it would seem. Uh, Forsooth. I started to feel that... I may have discovered the user interface for reality. Akira. The reason that I thought that is that my life was working out so well that I couldn't explain it in any ordinary way. What up, Matthew Lilly? I tried to be a cartoonist with no experience in cartooning. Without any experience. I was the hottest cartoonist in the country. At about the same time, I had written my first book. It was a number one New York Times runaway bestseller with no experience at writing books. And there were a number of things that I was touching and doing, and it seemed as if I could manipulate reality. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Was I manipulating reality to get these ridiculous results or was I simply good at my job how can I tell how would I know if I were manipulating reality because that's sort of what it felt like but that didn't seem right right or was I just good at my job and I didn't realize how good I was so I performed better than I expected maybe could be it's possible And it seemed as if I could manipulate reality. But I wanted to test it. Maybe. Could be. It's possible. And so in 1997, I did a bold experiment. And the experiment was this. I very publicly and annoyingly made a prediction. And I chose an area in which I had no expertise. I thought I would try something that was just impossible. I would make the most unlikely prediction and then wait as long as it took for it to become true. And if indeed I could hit the most unlikely prediction, then maybe other people would believe me when I explained to them the user interface for reality. I predicted that in my lifetime, the theory of evolution would be debunked in scientific terms, not in religious terms, but in scientific terms. You can imagine how well that went over. Obviously, I'm a nut, and I should not be listened to, and you shouldn't listen to anything else I ever say. That was 22 years ago, 23 years ago. So something happened today that was a very big deal in my life. 
and it was that there was a podcast, Patrick Morelshu. He told the story he heard as my prediction about evolution being debunked, and then he he brought the story into the question of this simulation. Yeah, that's Patrick. Of course, if the simulation is true, then what we believe about evolution probably isn't. Because you don't need evolution if you have the simulation. We just are here, and our history is created on demand whenever we go looking for it. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. It's possible. Maybe. Could be. It's possible. And it seemed as if I could manipulate reality. But I wanted to test it. Maybe. Could be. It's possible. What Patrick did is told you something that I couldn't do myself. I couldn't tell you that my prediction had actually came in. I've been trying to, but I feel like I had failed at it because I'm not credible about judging my own predictions. Obviously, I've mistaken it. If the simulation is true, evolution isn't. So 22 years later, there's now a competing theory that serious scientists buy into. And although you can't tell which one is the true one, if either one is, maybe neither, maybe they're just filters, what you can tell is the odds. Maybe a billion to one for the simulation. Maybe. Could be. It's possible. Maybe. Could be. It's possible. And it seemed as if I could manipulate reality. But I wanted to test it. So, having nailed my 22-year gamble that I could make a prediction so unlikely that the best explanation is that somehow I'm authoring the reality just as a filter. Again, that doesn't mean that I can't actually change reality. It means that if I put that filter on it, I get good results. And if you just think you're happy but you're not, are you happy? Yes, you are. <laughs> if you think you're happy, you're happy. If you thought you went through life as a billionaire, but you were just crazy and you weren't, still good? Still good, because you're happy. You thought you were a billionaire. So accept your subjective life. Drop them wave emojis on mass. On mass, baby. Splash, splash, splash. Ooh. Yo, make some noise for Blair Lynn Strong. Also, killing it on the vocal on that one. You know, killing it on the backing vocals on that one. I don't know if I'd even call them backing vocals because we pushed them up. We pushed them forward. 
Stay was powerful on that one. She hit that one like a stole from her. You know? Yeah. You know, so this album exists because uh, partly, well, two things, I guess. Two weird things happened. So the Red Pill America podcast uh, explained uh, the latest sort of scientific consensus on simulation theory in such a fashion that it that Scott Adams felt comfortable enough to uh, talk about all this stuff. And then uh, I just happened to hear him talking about it quite, you know, randomly. Uh, it sort of just like popped in. And uh, I was supposed to be making the album that I'm now making, which is the next album. I got permission from somebody to do an album. Somebody uh, very big, shall we say. Somebody very powerful, shall we say. Somebody, uh, you know, somebody I've been wanting to make an album of since since the beginning, you know. And I was supposed to be doing that. And, you know, and the Tom Hanks disease had hit and I'd moved my whole studio back to the house. And the thing is, when your studio's in your house, you do weird things like you have a weird idea for a song at like three in the morning or something. So you do it, you know. Uh, so Tom Hanks brought me back to the crib, you know, and I was supposed to be doing this one particular album. But for some reason, I spent two days making a collection of beats, which would end up being the music on this album. And there were these like rough little sketches of essentially little sort of like kind of similarly feeling jazzy, pretty lo-fi type beats for the most part, apart from this one, which was the first, which, which was the first piece of music I put together in this setup after being geeted out of my studio in downtown Los Angeles because of the Tom Hanks disease. But anyway, yeah, so I may, I, for some reason, for no reason I'm, I'm aware of, I kind of sidestep from what I'm supposed to be doing, and I make this weird collection of, of beats, of little bits of beats, little fragments of songs. And uh, I'm doing that, and I'm up late, and I do, I do a gang of them. I do a whole bunch, like way more than you'd normally do at once. In a weird trance. I'm in a weird trance making these bits of music. And then uh, I go to bed, and I put my little headphones in, which I go in and out of doing. I don't do it at the moment, but I was doing it that week. And uh, YouTube auto puts Scott Adams in my head, and Scott Adams starts explaining the user interface for reality. And those beats I've been making are playing in my head at the same time, and it all sounds perfect together. I can hear it, you know. It all sounds perfect together. So I go, shit, I've got to turn this into an album. God damn. And I go, okay, so I like, run off to my computer, you know, and uh, I run up to the studio. And I go, okay, what if I just like press play on it and these beats I've made, what if I, in sequence, I just put them in the sequence that I made them because they seem to be just flowing together harmoniously, you know? And uh, I sort of put, chucked them in a list and wiggled them about a bit so they fit harmonically, harmoniously. And then I played the Scott Adams uh, podcast, Periscope broadcast. And the first thing he does is he goes, pom, 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 pom. And he does pom, 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 perfectly in tune and in time with that first bit of music I'd made. Perfectly. And I thought, well, shit, what are the odds of that? Yikes. I thought, yikes. You know, and then, uh, so I sat down and I started, you know, editing and working the way I do, you know, just sort of moving things about a bit, chopping things a little here, cutting out a sound there cutting out an unnecessary bit of exposition there cutting out a political thing there writing a like finding the melody eking out the melody that word there that's the chorus here's singing something that's the melody da 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 five six hours later there's a whole album 
That was, and that was, it, like, f- literally, five, six hours later, boom, whole album done. I think I came in and did the stream afterwards. I was like, hey, lads, uh, think I just made an album. Pom, 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 pom. Pom, 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 pom. Just made an album. Pom, 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 pom. You know? Whole album. Whole album. You go, well, how's that possible? And you go, well, what was I saying earlier about communicating with the subconscious? You know, what, what, his, I've been engaged in this experiment in hyperproductivity and zone inhabitation uh, for over two years, since February 2018, I believe. Uh, you know, I started in earnest, deliberately, specifically, being like, all right, I'll get in the zone. Then I won't leave and I'll just do everything within my power to stay in that zone. And I'll be hyperproductive. I'll work out where I'm wasting time. I'll keep improving my systems. I'll keep finessing them and improving them and working on them and making myself ever more efficient, you know? And uh, the whole time I'm building up this catalog of essentially audio affirmations to communicate uh, with my subconscious, to communicate the wisdom of the ages to the subconscious and uh, to integrate all that stuff, you know? And it seems that, um, you know, I've talked about music being a time travel device, right? You can use music to travel through time. Uh, to back where back to where you first heard it is one thing you can do. You know where you were when you first heard that song. You, like if a song makes enough of an impression on you, if it's good enough, it'll tear, it'll carve a path in you, and you can you can ride that back anytime you want, as long as you don't overuse it. You know. But it seems also that the subconscious doesn't operate on the same kind of uh, rules of time as we do. Because it seems that my subconscious knew that I needed the music for that album. Sonically, it was perfect, right? This music fits Scott Adams' voice perfectly. It fits the theme perfectly. It's just the right tempo and the right vibe uh, to work hypnotically. You know, to work in a persuasive fashion with what he's talking about. You know, my subconscious knew to make that music. So my subconscious took over and uh, had me make that music, it would seem. And, uh, yeah... And, you know, all that sounds very ridiculous. It all sounds very woo, I guess. But it feels like it works. It feels like it works. Hey! Yeah, yeah. All right, at long last, the user interface for reality. Some of these things you're going to say, hey. Hey. I've heard about those. I've heard about those. First, you must accept the frame, at least as a filter. Okay. That there could be a subjective reality and that you can, can manipulate it. Yeah, okay, I accept that. You should accept that systems work better than goals. People are telling me every day that they implemented systems yeah. and it changed their life. That's right. This is one of the biggest buttons on the interface for life. If you don't like where you are and you want to go somewhere else, learn how to build systems for everything from your diet to your career to your social life, fitness, everything.
motivations, the idea of writing down or visualizing your goals seems to be something that gives you the impression that it works. And I say that very carefully. Does it work? Do affirmations change reality? I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you that when I've used them, the results that I've gotten don't seem like anything could have been natural. I cured an incurable voice problem. I had ridiculous stock market luck when I used the affirmations. My career, as I told you, is just crazy. The interface to reality. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. The interface to reality. It feels like it works. But I'm not going to tell you that. You see these as like filters. If it feels like it works, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Hey. Keep doing it. If it feels like it works, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. The interface to reality. It feels like it works. But I'm not gonna tell you. It feels like it works, baby. That's the thing. That's the thing. It feels like it works. And if it feels like it works, keep doing it. It's like my son said to me about persuasion. (laughs) And he did say it. I thought it was very funny because it's true. And that's one of the things that that is taught about persuasion. Uh, He goes, Dada, uh, my persuasion is amazing because it works even though you know I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, this feels like it works. It feels like this hyperproductivity thing works. It feels like uh, getting in the zone and refusing to leave works. I mean, none of this is stuff that I've scientifically verified. I haven't done, uh, you know, I haven't read any literature. I just did it. You know, I just said, all right, I know there seems to be such a thing as the zone. You know, that thing where you're just kind of flowing and everything just comes out great and there's no writer's block and, and it just works and you're kind of in tune with the cosmos or whatever the fuck, you know. And I was aware that, you know, sometimes you'd be in that zone and then you'd be out of that zone and then you didn't know how to get back in. So I did just think, well, what if I just got in the zone and stayed there? And then then the idea was that, you know, everything I did would just be, it would just exponentially grow in power and zonedness and it would glimmer and shine brighter and get more and more powerful and be better and more useful and it would just keep picking up like that and if i was to just pay attention to synchronicities and treat them as signposts i wouldn't have to keep second guessing things i wouldn't have to question so i could pay attention attention i could pay attention to a synchronicity like okay i'm gonna make this scott adams album that i wasn't supposed to be doing at all but i feel i feel like i should do it and I've suddenly got this music that I just did, just for no, without knowing why. And oh, hey, Scott Adams is singing. Pom, 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 pom. 
and it's perfectly in key with the music. And this is a guy who claims to know nothing about music and not be musical at all. And his pom 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 fits perfectly with my jazzy lo-fi hip hop thing that I've made, completely separately. I'm going to take that as a uh, synchronicity. I'm going to keep applying these rules I set in place a couple years ago. I'm going to keep flowing, baby. I'm going to keep moving like a shark. It feels like it works. I mean, it feels like it works. I mean, here we are. Here we are. You know, here we are. Um, I don't know how many millions and millions and millions of streams later. You know, the Spotify is going crazy. The Spotify is up. Uh, last time I checked, it was up 14% on the previous month. And the previous month was up something similar on the previous month. It just groweth like that. Meanwhile, the rest of the music industry has plummeted 20% since uh, Tom Hanks' disease. The music industry as a whole is collapsing. But over here, the meaning wave industry, we thrive in, baby. Feels like it works. Feels like it works. Feels like it works, baby. Shouts out to the homies who are uh, going on some mushroom adventures right now. Good luck. We are with you. We're with you in spirit. We love you. And, uh, you know, confront the dragon, get the gold. Bring it back and share it with the community, baby. Feels like it works. Feels like it works. It feels like uh, the international high five works. You know, we have a custom here. We call it the International High Five. We bind ourselves together across space and time with a, with a high five. We harness our energies. We always feel more powerful after we do it, too. Feels like it works. So I think we should do the International High Five right now. I think we should do it right now. So tell me, brave citizens of Maz, fine people of Maz, the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, where did you come from to get here? Where did you come from to get here? And uh, just tell me how you feel about the Scott Adams and Akira the Dawn album in one word. One word. Where'd you come from and how'd you feel about this album in one word? What up, Caleb? Hey, what up, Kara? What up, Joe Gardens? What up, Sigma? What up, Billy DeVal? What up, Roman Dobransky? We got a whole damn crew in here. John M. Fortner says, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Stripe White Teasers, Alan Watts. What is this? No one's telling me where they're from. Is this, this is your one word? <laughs> Lewis Philip Perot says, Quebec. Nice. Nice. WMIV MD. The one word for the album he would say is useful. Useful. Baby, that's all I ever. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. All I ever wanted to be was useful, you know? Uh, Tricky McSquee says, Found you on SoundCloud. That's epic. I always forget to post to SoundCloud. I haven't put this record on SoundCloud at all. It's because SoundCloud is a very annoying platform. Uh, Levisid Music! Lucid Music, H-Town, baby, what's cracking? You know, drops an ill emoji. I couldn't even describe the, em- the emoji. Dan Frank came here from the simulation. He says, great. Great, is what he said. Uh, Roman Dobkazansky, neuroscience. Hold this close to read it. Neuroscience pro preception. Pro preception. Did you make that up? And phenomenological. I gotta look that word up. God damn. I gotta look a word up today. Where is that word gone? Yo, I can't even pronounce this damn word. So I better look it up. You know, here's the thing you should do. If you come across a word, you don't know that word, look it up. Look it up. You might be able to use it later on in life. Pro-prioception. Pro-prioception, baby. Pro-prioception. 
proprioception. Proprioception. Oh, proprioception. Thank you, Mr. Robot. Proprioception. Sexy time. Perception or awareness of the position and movement of the body. Exercises to improve balance and balance and balance and... Proprioception. Sexy time. Yeah. Blackrock Beacon in PA says powerful. Sigmund's in New York City. Shout out to you. Hello. Uh, David Howe in Philadelphia. The album makes him feel optimistic. Hurrah. John M. Fortner says, Phenom. F417H in Alberta. Doom Moods in Quebec too. Shouts out to all the Canadians from Canada. Got love for my Canadians from Canada all day long. Bushido Pirate Crew, New England. Influential. Hey, that's nice. Uh, Doom Mood. Viva la Quebec Libre. Red Pilled America, Los Angeles, banging. You're in Los Angeles. Damn, guy, I'm in Los Angeles too. Not for much longer, but shit. Thank you again. Everyone makes some noise for Red Pilled America in the chat because the album wouldn't exist without Red Pilled America, and that is just epic. That is just epic, and you got to pay attention to these things, baby. You know? Uh, Louis Philippe Perot, inspired. Machette HDR, poetic. Roman Dabransky, Maryland, nice. Uh, Jonathan Fultz, what up, Miami? Shouts out to Miami. That was the bit of America I first landed in when I came here, you know? I stepped out into Miami and the air was thicker than molasses, baby, and I felt so happy. The grass was like rubber. I felt so happy, baby. Oh, my God. I never, like, that feeling when I first landed in America, I had a dollar, one single dollar in my pocket, baby. Oh, my God. I came back three months later with $60,000 in my bank account, baby, and a record deal. Shouts out to this country. I love it forever. Nowhere else I'd rather be. Dan Davis on time. Defcon 25 Blades SI New York peeping in with work bound. Gang, gang, gang. F417H, I stream live with my friends. Good, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. Matthew Lally says Akira applied game B to Scott Adams. Oh, did I? Is that what I did? Wapistan Lang BC says the word is lush. That's a good word. One of my favorite words. Kristen Berlin in PA says amazing. Matt Horse in Columbus OH says source it. Sort is a good word also. You know, shout out to everybody locked in across space and time. Everybody's locked in across space and time, baby. It's time for the international high five. Do you know, brothers and sisters, how to do an international high five? I bet you probably do. But if you don't, I'll explain. You simply cock back. Gauge camera three first. And then you cock back. Ooh, you got to get that thing ready for the swang, you know? Engage Michael Jackson voice. Engage riser. Three, two, one. And then you high five. Like that. That's it. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. And you feel the energy cursing through you from all the other hands across space and time. Thousands of your brothers and sisters who listen to this broadcast on the podcast, on the, on the YouTube live while it's happening, and all across space and time. You just got that energy, baby. We just, reduced, we just redistribute the shit out of that energy. Shouts out to Bernie Sanders. God bless that crazy old git. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is a song called The Mating Process. It feels like it works. Mating instinct is the base of pretty much all of your impulses. So if you haven't learned that pretty much everything from the, the way you talk, present yourself, hold yourself, dress, everything you do is some kind of expression of your mating instinct, whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, let the be right.
everything you show off about that you don't want to show if you have a flaw. Pretty much everything you do comes back to wanting to look good and present yourself well for mating purposes. Once you understand that, you start to understand where the buttons are because you'll say, oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Hey. Oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Oh, oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Oh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You'll see it everywhere. Oh, oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Yeah, it's like the veil will come off, and you'll start seeing everybody's actions as. Wait a minute. Why is it? Everything is compatible with that. Hey, showing off. For mating purposes, situation. Showing off for mating purposes, situation. Let the bee run. Oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Oh, oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Oh, once you see it, once you, you see can't it, unsee it. You'll see it everywhere. Oh, that's why that's happening. It's an extension of the mating process. Yeah. Hey, there you go, baby. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, and then you start seeing it everywhere. Ah, oh, look at them. They're engaging in the mating process. Ah, oh, look at that fellow over there. Look what he's doing. It's a part of the mating process. Ah, oh, look at me. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Ooh. That's right. That's right, baby. Joe Rhino says, Peterson and Young think differently. Good psychology comes within and is not one size fits all. You know what I always say? People will always like, Akira the Don, how can you have Jordan Peterson and Alan Watts both in the Meaning Wave universes? Do you not see that they contradict each other? And I say, for goodness sake, you know, uh, what we're doing here in Meaning Wave, one of the things that we're doing is we're looking at this sphere of what is. We're looking at this sphere and we're looking at it from all these different angles from all these different perspectives one guy is over there someone else is over there someone's over there and between them all we get this beautiful view what we need as alan watts said on the last album is the fullness of the view and no one man has the fullness of the view because he'd be stood over here and your periphery vision only goes about that wide you dig we need many we need many baby And uh, that's what part of what we're doing here with the Meaning Wave universe. Part of what we're doing. It's a part. Another thing we're doing is communicating powerful ideas to the subconscious in order to transform us into uh, what we could be. You know, uh, what did your voice Scott Adams say? Uh, don't be yourself. Be the better version of yourself. And one way you can do that is by communicating with the subconscious and getting your subconscious to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Because it's doing it anyway. Doing it anyway, someone's going to be programming that subconscious. Might as well be you, bucko. You dig? You know, it's really, uh, I really can't uh, overstate uh, how influential Scott Adams has been on me. Honestly, uh, you know, it wasn't just his book, because what he did, like any good professor, and uh, in the Meaning Wave University, uh, Scott Adams will be one of the professors. We're building Meaning Wave University. We're going to have courses, baby, syllabi. Scott Adams will be one of the professors, of course. Of course! 
and like any good professor, you know, he puts together a reading list. And you can you can search it. You can duck, duck, go it. You can search it up, like my son says. My son doesn't say Google or any of that. He says, search it up. Search it up. You know, he doesn't have brand affiliations with search. Praise the Lord. But anyway, you know, you can search it up. You can search up Scott Adams' Persuasion Reading List, which is just uh, epic. This album is epic. This album will help you, you know. But what this album does, you could really expand on by going into that. You know, one of this thing, you know, there was like... I don't know how many books in the in his reading list. It was a lot of books, and I read them all. Like the first ten were uh, there to to get you to accept the idea that humans are. Uh, Scott Adams calls them, you know, sort of like moist robots that are very easily programmable. That's one way of putting it. You know, people are certainly easily influenced. So you want to read "Influenced" by Robert Cialdini and a bunch of other books. Uh, one book, uh, something I used to do. And I'd forgotten. I used to do it. Some things you do in life, you just do on instinct. You don't realize there's science behind it. And something I used to do in the early days of Akira the Don as a rapper, when I was playing to small audiences, you know, little shows, uh, I had a little trick that I used to do to create like a, a crowd sort of atmosphere, a stadium atmosphere, and to cover up uncomfortable silences between songs when people would just be like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I would insert loud crowd cheering noises boom, and explosions and sound effects and just general... Boom, boom. You know, make it epic. And the first time I was ever uh, did a live session on the radio, on uh, XFM, I think it was. Uh, and I did my song, Thanks for All the AIDS. And it had all this crowd noise at the end of it. Hey, cheering. Woo, way. And uh, this band, they were getting quite big at a time called Towers of London. They ran up to me in the pub the day after. And they're like, oi, oi, we heard you on the radio. We were sat there with our dad. And all that cheering at the end got us so fucking hype, mate. We were jumping around the house. Amazing. And, uh, you know, I always did that. And then I was reading one of these persuasion books and it was talking about the laugh track and the invention of the laugh track. And, you know, they just put the laugh track there because you hear someone laughing. You think, Haha, yeah, I'm supposed to be laughing. You laugh, too. There was such a thing back in opera houses back in the day at the opera. They used to have these the people called these people called clackers and they'd go around with these clackers and they'd just be there to hype things up during the uh, breaks, get people all excited. So people would be like, oh, they're cheering. I'm going to cheer too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's why I have this button. Yeah! Yeah! You know, it makes you feel hype. You know, when you hear that, yeah, you feel hype. Even though it's just like, it's a digital broadcast. Maybe you're in the bath. Maybe you're on a bicycle. You feel the hype and you feel the hype of it if your brothers and sisters were locked into the stream. It's just a button. Just a button. Feels like it works. Feels like it works. I used to, uh, you know, before Tom Hanks came along with his dreaded disease, him and the communist Chinese, uh, before they came along, I used to DJ in nightclubs, you know, and I was DJing in West Hollywood, in those posh West Hollywood nightclubs where, uh, you know, Miley Cyrus and Kardashians and people like that would hang around. And they have this thing called bottle service, which blew my mind when I first witnessed it when I came over here in like 2013, 2014. You know, you're in one of these posh clubs and then suddenly, like, uh, half-naked ladies will appear dressed as swans or something ridiculous, carrying giant bottles of alcohol with uh, sparklers. And everyone goes, oh, look at them, way!" And everyone goes, woo! And the DJ, like, makes some noise, and the DJ, like, plays a hype song. And everyone looks at the table that just ordered the giant bottle of booze. Well, anyway, I discovered something they were doing. They had uh, what they called promoters planted, and they would just pay cool kids or people to uh, occupy tables with, with, you know, hot young ladies. And uh, they'd give them you know, they would get to order a bottle. So they'd order a bottle and then one of the rich, like, Arabians in the corner or something like that, you know, one of the Persian guys or one of the uh, Albanians, 
not Albanians, not the guys with the glove. The Albanians, they get down. Uh, and, uh, you know, or the Russians over in the corner. Whoever it was who happened to have the money. Maybe, uh, maybe Chris Brown was in the building or Tiger. Tiger would often be in the building. And he would, if he saw that going on, well, he'd have to take part. If he saw someone buying a bottle, he'd have to buy a bottle for his table of ladies. And then it would be like this cascade of people buying bottles. Right, I'm doing it now, now I'm doing it, now I'm doing it. And it would be like a Mexican wave that would go across the club. Because people are easily influenced. And, you know, that's just, and that's not good and it's not bad. It's just what it is. And you should know that. You know, you should know that so you can act accordingly. So you can notice when it's happening to you and... Then you can decide if you want to go along with it and enjoy it or not. It's nice to clap. You know, it's nice to feel cheer. It's nice to, you know, feel jubilance. And sometimes it's nice to spend $100,000 on a bottle of champagne for no good reason. I, I have no problem with that. But you should just know, baby. You should just know. So you can be free. Because freedom is important. People, you know, people, uh, well, they'll give a lot for freedom. <laughs> Here are the other buttons, oh. which are mostly self-explanatory. But freedom is a big thing. Yeah. People will trade a lot for freedom. You can say, would you like a bad life with freedom or a good life with no freedom? Hey. And people will take some bad life with freedom. So if you ever have a chance to create a situation where you can offer someone more freedom, that's very powerful. That's a button. And you should get as much for yourself as you can. And you can use it as a tool to help other people get what they want. Because they will trade a lot. 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 Because they will trade a lot. 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 People will trade a lot. For freedom. Because they will trade a lot. For freedom. And freedom can come in the form of getting money, that gives you freedom. Having a flexible schedule, that gives you freedom. Being in the right kind of social situation, gives you freedom. So there's lots of ways to get it. Fear is a motivator. I don't recommend using it unless you're trying to save somebody. Yeah, you could use fear to keep them from smoking cigarettes, for example. Yeah, I wouldn't use this in the evil way. Curiosity is one of the most important and overlooked buttons on the human interface. You can see that authors that are good at it will make you curious at the end of a chapter so that you'll want to keep reading. So that you'll want to keep reading. Building curiosity into things is a really, really important button. When you can stoke somebody's curiosity, you can really shape what they do and you can shape your environment through curiosity. Very, very powerful. But freedom is a big thing. Freedom is a big People thing. People will trade a lot for freedom. They will trade a lot for freedom. People will trade a lot for freedom. They will trade a lot for freedom. They will trade a lot for freedom. They will trade a lot. 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 People will trade a lot. Oh, oh. 
baby. Like I said, I feel this album's kind of like a cousin of Naval's How to Get Rich, that album with Naval. He talks, you know, the purpose of wealth is freedom. The purpose of wealth is freedom, you know, and that's what you want. That's what you want. Freedom is what you want. You know, the freedom to uh, live free, you know, the freedom to live outside of tyranny, not get people telling you what to do, the freedom to, you know, move around as you please, to not have to worry about dying, things of that nature. Freedom is the big thing, you know, that's why I'm moving to Texas! Yeah, that's, (laughs) you know, that's why I'm gonna, that's why we're, you know, essentially you're gonna have to like, you know, cast away all of our stuff, all of our meager possessions that we built together since we moved to America. We came over here with nothing. I slept on a sofa, you know, built my way up, got myself some DJ gigs, you know, ingratiated myself with the... That world, you know, sort of got enough money to rent, uh, you know, a bedroom, you know, got my wife and son, flew them over so they could join us, you know, eventually we got our first little one bedroom flat and we all shared a bed together, me and my wife and my little son all cuddled together, you know, and eventually we got to this place here where we live in this lovely, like, you know, top of a house, like, what you call it, the penthouse, the top of a flat building, you know. Uh, I've got a beautiful view. I can see the Hollywood sign over there, a palm tree over there, you know. I've I've got this spaceship that I can use to broadcast to my people, you know. Uh, I created a psychotechnology, a musical psychotechnology called Meaning Wave uh, that's been very helpful to people uh, like Matthew Lally. It would seem thank you, Matthew Lally. Thank you, Wapistan Lang. Thank you, everyone who supports this thing and and allows me to uh, do this, you know, to do this, to be here, to support my family. And uh, to do crazy things, like go... We're well, not crazy, though. It's the smart thing. To do things... And shouts out to Bruno Neves, by the way. Bruno Neves says, Akira, you're the man. Your songs give a lot of hope and happiness in life. You changed my life. Bruno, Bruno Neves, you changed my life. You and everyone else who listens to this music, that changed my life. It made my life everything I dreamed of. And, and uh, for that, uh, I am eternally grateful and might just cry a bit if I think about it for more than two seconds. Goddamn. But that's why we have to, you know, we're gonna, we, we've got to this point and it all seems cushy, but, um, you know, we've got to secure the future, got to secure that freedom, we've got to secure the future of the, uh, the Don family dynasty and meaning wave, you know? So we've got to pack it, pack up what we can into a van and discard the rest and drive to Texas, baby. Drive there for freedom. 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 People. People. People will trade a lot for freedom. Freedom. They will trade a lot. Freedom. 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 Yeah. You know, so shouts out to Freedom All Day. And uh, shouts out to this beautiful album. Shouts out to this beautiful beat, this beautiful song. If you like these beats and lots of people seem to like the beats, there's already saying, Akira the Dawn, where can I get the beats? The beats will be coming out as uh, an instrumental album called Persuasive Beats a week on Friday. A week on Friday, Persuasive Beats uh, will be there for you, for you. And, uh, that's a whole different thing. That's a different side of the psychotechnology. Because once you've integrated, and that's why I always leave it a little before I put them out. Because first you've got to integrate the album, right? You play the album. Repeat, repeat. You know, you play it over and over. Uh, you know, uh, you play it over and over. You repeat, you repeat. It worms its way into your subconscious. You know, it gets deep down there. It gets down to a place where, like, part of you knows all the words. You might not necessarily physically be able to consciously bring them all to the front of your mind, the, the hooky ones, you will. The ones that have got melodies attached to them, you should be able to remember those, but they're all there. 
Best believe they're all there, baby. And then when you get the instrumentals, you play the instrumentals, your subconscious will be replaying the words in the background and you won't even know it. And then it will be tunneling deeper and deeper into you where it's doing even more work, you know? Repetition and simplicity, baby. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Hey. Novelty is what triggers memory. Because your brain will get bored of the sameness. So you need to trigger memory and attention. Contrast is a way to get people to move from where they are to where you want them to be. You just say, well, it's much, much less expensive than this. So contrast is one of the most important buttons. Use contrast often. Hey, you don't want to be this bad. You could be over here. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. Yes, baby kiss. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. If it's complicated, your brain has a tendency to just flush it out. Can't deal with it. Flush it out. The fake because is a form of pseudo-logic. Sometimes you need to get people moving with a fake reason that doesn't even actually pass logical uh, standards, but people don't need logical reasons. Just look at politics. People have incredibly different opinions, and many of them are smart. So if you've got smart people on opposite sides of basically every issue, you can see that they don't need real reasons. We're not a species that operates on real reasons. We just, we'll take a fake reason, we'll take one we made up, we'll take a guess, we'll follow our friends. Once you understand that people don't need real reasons, it frees you. Because if you're locked in a little world at a lower level of awareness where you say, well, I'm not going to convince somebody unless I have a real reason. Sorry, that's not the reality any of us live in. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we, we don't, don't need them. Press F for real reasons. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we, we don't, don't need them, baby. Once you know you don't need them and their reality and being authored, you're in better shape. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Make some noise, baby!
I want to see all them wave emojis in the chat right now, baby. Let's see a flood. Make a flood. Make some damn noise for the user interface for reality itself, for that repetition and that simplicity. And that's just so true. And it's something I've really been trying to improve on in my records. I've been trying to simplify, simplify. I've really been trying to simplify. This one was a lot more um, open in its production. And the previous one as well, the Alan Watts one, I really worked on trying to make that more open in, in the right places so that when it, when it hits in with dense stuff, that's more powerful. Stuff of that nature. You know, you've got to leave room for these things to breathe, baby. It's all about the gaps. The gaps in the raps. Perception and selection. You dig, you know, you know, you know. Jazz, that's everybody locked in. Thank you, Rick Adelsey. Rick Adelsey's by supporting you. We're supporting change and development, not just for you and your family, but for everyone who hears your work. You're helping us all. Thank you, mate. Hey, that exponential. That feedback loop. That node. That node in the network. Joe Garden says, Don the Akira, more Watts. Joe Gardens, you greedy. You got 20 new Alan Watts songs just four weeks ago. Just four weeks ago, you got 20 new Alan Watts songs. You want more already, baby? Damn. I made, I'm, I made a new one. I made a new one last week. That's the one that's going to be on the B-side of Time, the 7-inch single, that uh, everyone who uh, backed the Alan Watts vinyl campaign will be getting. You're all going to get an exclusive exclusive purple 7-inch single, those of you who backed that campaign, and it'll be getting an exclusive B-side on it that I recorded last week, and frankly, it's the best Alan Watts song yet. And frankly, it's an absolute... Um, <laughs> I don't know how to put it, man. I mean, it's the best one. It's the best one. And of course it is, I guess. Every time we do a new one, we improve. I mean, how could we not? We're paying attention. We're in the zone. We refuse to leave. We're riding the wave. We're riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave, baby. Splash, splash, splash. So, of course, it's the best one yet. What else was I going to do? And I do apologize for those of you that did not back the campaign and will not be getting that amazing track and will not be opening a package and pulling out a record and putting it on a record player and hearing that crackle. And hearing that song for the first time ever, hearing it, hearing it in your ears. Because that's where you hear things, baby. You hear them in your ears. I heard that somewhere. That's one of them facts. One of them facts that don't care too much about your feelings. You do. (laughs) Yeah! Shouts out to everybody locked in. If this is your first time here, welcome. If this is your first time here... Don't be shy, baby. Drop a wave emoji. You know? If you're an OG, drop that OG emoji that shows what an OG you are. And you know, and those new ones will know where to look to for guidance. You know? Because that's, uh, that's your sacred duty, baby. To show guidance to those who are new here. Brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. This album's got really good scratching on it. Shout out to the really good scratching on this album. Hey, hey, hey. Vibes. Incidentally, if anyone has any questions about this record or the creation of this record, do drop them and I will do my best to answer them. I won't necessarily see them if they're flying fast in the chat, uh, but I will do my best. 
That's right, Tricky McSqueeze. It's that fire. Hate thing leading I've talked about. That's just matching somebody until they feel comfortable with you, and then you can lead them. And then you can lead them. And then you can lead them. People can be very influenced by aspirations. This is another way to refer to the high ground maneuver. The high ground maneuver is essentially you challenge somebody to be a better version of themselves. Sort of the Jesus method, right? You know, it's not telling you you must do something or you'll die. That's fear. Aspiration is don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the person who sees the big picture? Uh, association? You know that any quality of one thing rubs off on the other? If you want somebody to like something, pair it with something else they like. Alright. The likability of one thing will rub off on another, but also the unlikability. So, for example, if you have a TV show, let's say the news, and you have commercials that are really unpleasant, eventually the unpleasantness bleeds into the show, and it would be better if you associated only things that were positive. So learning to associate only with positive things, one of the most important user interface rules of reality. Of reality. Of reality. Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the better version of yourself? Don't you want to be the person who sees the big picture? Very, very important button. That one, that one continued my promise, you know, to, uh, that's, that's, you know, to, I really love G-Funk, you know, and I want to inf- infuse some G-Funk vibes into my records. I had a G-Funk track on the last album on the Alan Watts record, you know, it was quite explicitly G-Funk. On this one, the, the aesthetic of the album sonically was, uh, a kind of lush, organic, uh, lo-fi, it's the most lo-fi album I've actually done to, like... And I didn't, it was, it was, like I said, I was basically in a trance state when I made it. So I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it too hard. I was in a trance state. But uh, I was definitely uh, conduiting some of that G-Funk in that track. I don't think I've ever heard a lo-fi G-Funk beat. And I guess that's what that one became. In a strange way. Listen to that. Hey. Oh. You know, you could crip walk to this real slow though, you know. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. You can imagine vintage Snoop on this, you know? Oh, please, big Snoop Dogg. You know, when he was good. Remember when he was good? Before Snoop Dogg was ideologically possessed. Back in the good old days. Yeah! Hey. 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 
of Joe Gardens. Eleven Cambro says we need a new vinyl package with Scott Adams, Naval, Gary V, and David Foster Wallace. Or like, eventually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more vinyl campaigns. And we're not doing another one until this one fulfills. And this one's fulfilling in August. You know, currently the uh, the test pressing is being done up. You know, so they've got to send us over that. We've got to make sure it sounds good, all that type of thing, you know? Uh, so we're not going to do another campaign until this one is shipped and you've got this one and everyone's gotten their stuff and then we'll do another one. You know, and then uh, next time it'll be, uh, it sh- it'll be a little faster because we'll know better how we're doing and we'll know the processes better and things of that nature. You know, but I'm very, very excited to be able to get you all of this music in a physical form. I actually had a dream about it and I never have dreams about things <laughs> like that. Of much at all, really. And I had a dream about the vinyl, and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful, that vinyl. I put it on, and the music just filled me, you know? There's something different about vinyl. I was around Wade's earlier, and he's got a jukebox. Wade's got an old-fashioned jukebox with vinyl seven-inch singles on it, and he chose them all. He picked the records specially. And it's funny, you put a record on, this a record, and it, you might not even like the record on streaming, but it just hits different on record. It's got a fullness, a thickness to it. It's just a different thing. Physicality is a different thing. So I'm excited to see how this music hits when it's physical, you know? Don't you want to be a better version of yourself? Don't you want to be a better version of yourself? Don't you want to be a better version of yourself? One of the things about this album, this album is full of kind of like harsh truths that some people don't want to hear. Some people don't want to hear this stuff. They take it personally, you know? Uh, that last, what was the one? Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. I first dropped a little preview of that. I was just messing around with the SP404, which I use on this record quite a lot. A lot of the effects and sounds you'll hear are the SP404. I rooted the sounds out of my computer into that and then rounded back out again. So this record actually has quite a lot of analog flavor. You know? But a lot of people were butthurt at the notion, brain's not a simple machine. It's more than that. So you had half the people that were the scientists and people who were like, mm, 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 mm. it's a very complicated machine, actually. And then you had the more religious people who were like, it's not a machine. It's God or whatever. And it's like, you're missing the point. Uh, the point being is that, you know, all of these things, it's just ways of looking at the world and ways of uh, translating what's going on and ways that work. It's a system that works. All of the stuff in this record is stuff I've applied to my own life and have been doing for a, quite a long time. And it works. Uh, it feels like it works. And if it feels like it works, keep doing it. You know, that's all this stuff is. It's an interface for reality. It's a way of interfacing with the world that's a useful way that will bring you good results. You know, uh, that's what you need. You know, you're going to be interfacing with reality anyway. Why not interface with reality in a fashion that brings you good results? Pattern recognition. Once you realize that the humans are not logical machines. We're pattern recognition machines. Pattern recognition machines. And so pattern recognition that isn't very good. Pattern recognition is what makes you a racist. Hey. Pattern recognition is what makes you an ageist, a sexist, everything bad. Because your patterns are all you have. You dig. You're not really a logical person who reasons everything out. Your brain isn't big enough. You wouldn't have enough time. So instead, you default to these little biases, which are determined by patterns. 
Where the pattern recognition machines. Pattern recognition machines. Your patterns are all you have. You're not really a logical person. Now the problem is many of those patterns are fake. Let's say you had met three Albonians in your life, and every one of them slapped you in the face with a glove. The next time you met an Albonian, you'd be like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want to get slapped in the face with a, with a glove. Those last three Albonians were pretty rough on me. Those damn Albonians. It's only three Albonians. The odds that your pattern is predictive, probably low. Probably low. Hey. We fall victim to patterns, but you can also use patterns to convince people of things. If you are consistent, people say, oh, this person's always honest. So patterns are a tool, but they're also our biggest defect. Hey. They're also our biggest defect. We're pattern recognition machines. Pattern recognition machines. Your patterns are all you have. You're not really a logical person. We're pattern recognition machines. Pattern recognition machines. Your patterns are all you have. You're not really a logical person. noise for yourself baby make some noise for yourself smash those wave emojis the way we make noise over here is you smash the wave emojis that's it and i smash the buttons boom the buttons for the user interface for reality i smash them buttons baby like you smash that like you smash that like you know you smash them buttons you smash them wave emojis all of that all of that yeah 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 that's a banger. Is that my favorite? I don't know. There's so many bangers on this album, you know? It's all bangers. We don't mess around. We just do bangers. That one's got a banger chorus. You know, that was, like I said, I wrote the whole album in about five hours, five, six hours, you know? The choruses just get falling out the sky. You hear in that song early on where he says the chorus. It doesn't sound like a chorus initially, does it? Let me find it. Uh, I wonder if I can find that easily. You know, let's see if we can do that. Just... Pattern recognition machines. Pattern recognition. There you go. Pattern recognition machines. Pattern recognition machines. Humans are not 
logical machines. We're pattern recognition machines. He just says it like that, you know. Pattern, pattern recognition is what makes you an ageist, a sexist, everything bad. Because your patterns are all you have. You're not really a logical person who reasons everything out. That's it. That's it. So it's that little couple phrases. He just says those words, and then that becomes the chorus. And the chorus is all like kind of full and glorious. Like, hey, we're pattern recognition. Pattern recognition. Your patterns are all you have. You're not really a logical person. Now the problem is, many of those patterns are fake. Let's say, 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 say. You know, is that? You know, that was one of them choruses that just fell out the sky and landed on my head. I said, "Oi, damn, who put that there?" Well, at least it's a chorus and not a brick. You know, you don't want a brick falling out the sky on your head. That shit will mess up your whole life. Um, that happened to a cousin of mine. You know. Uh, I don't say these things lightly, baby, you know. But the chorus is they just fall out the sky, but that's part of being in the zone, because when you're in the zone, you're in that idea space. You're just swimming around in the idea space, and the things are all there already, you know. Perception is selection. When you're picking out the patterns, you know, you're just leaving other things out. It's all there to be picked. So that's what you do. You recognize the patterns. You recognize the patterns of the potential melodies. You recognize the patterns of the potential bangers. You do it! That's what you do. Shouts out show where I knew. He says, it's an awesome mnemonic device. Effective from the look of things. Yes, it is. What up, citizens of Maz? It's Cody Khan. Shouts out to all those citizens of Maz. Bashido Pirate Crew. Says, 12 rules for life. Plus extreme ownership. Plus how to fail equals the passing. Hey, that meaning wave pattern, baby. What up, Machette? Says, welcome to the waviest union. That's right, baby. It is the waviest union. That wave union, that wave nation. You know, shouts out to the Greg, the alien. Says, interface for reality. I think about this a lot. I think I'm seeing things, having feelings, enjoying life. But maybe I'm just feeling sound waves, magnetic waves, psychic waves, photons. And interpreting this as life. If it tastes like steak. You know, I think about that that guy in the Matrix. If it tastes like steak. Mm. You know, you think about these things, baby. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That's what Hadaway said. You know, Hadaway was a great philosopher. Greg the Alien says, does it matter? Does it matter, baby? What has meaning? You get to consciously decide. You get to decide what has meaning, baby. What up, Lex Wiseblum says, thank you for the epic drive to the beach. Have a good weekend, y'all. Hey, isn't it nice to be soundtracking someone's epic drive to the beach? Make some noise for the beach, baby. That's one thing they don't got in Texas. I will miss the beach. But you know, they won't even let you go to goddamn beach over here. You know, they'd be arresting you if they go to the beach. Over here, they seem to want you to go and smash up the neighborhood. Smash up the neighborhood, they say, but stay away from the beach. California love. Cheers. You hear that? I forgot about that. 
Ooh, that's sex. Hey, hey. to admit some of these things but then once you do it is that's one of them paradoxes baby once you do admit some of these things shit is super fucking easy then life is easy you go oh okay yeah that's because of pattern recognition oh that's why that's happening over there oh the mating process oh that's why that's happening there mating uh, pattern recognition oh uh, you know you know, don't mean you're evil or nothing damn baby damn you just recognizing them patterns baby but like once you work out that then you can then you can act accordingly baby and that's a beautiful thing being able to act accordingly is a superpower yeah it is what a tricky mcsqueeze says this is deep and meaningful needed Omar Ali says, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Arthur McGonnell says, Mike Diva and Akira the Dawn link up, please. Mike Diva's a G. Uh, you know, I like Mike Diva. We met. We were, we were, we've met. Uh, we follow each other on Twitter. He came out to a club I was DJing at once. You know, we did the dap. I said, Mike Diva, you bad motherfucker, you. You know, uh, we got a friend in common, which is uh, Comic Book Girl 19. Mike Diva is a genius. Mike Diva is a genius. I'm very excited about Mike Diva being handed a uh, movie budget. I really hope, because, you know, Hollywood is collapsing. It's just straight and freefall, you know. I hope it's around long enough for Mike Diva to be able to make uh, a Hollywood movie, just as it's all collapsing, so he gets to do, just do whatever the hell he wants with $100 million. It would be really, really epic. I say would, I say will. I think it's going to happen, baby. And that's one of those things I want to talk into, into existence. I want Mike Diva to make an awesome movie. You know, you just want to see people who are great win. You know, when you see someone great, recognize that. And hold it in your heart and celebrate it. You know, when you see greatness, celebrate it, you know, and and wish for it to win. The more that greatness wins, it's very natural for people to get jealous of greatness because sometimes greatness shows up their lack of greatness. Or it shows, sometimes it's the same with like, you know, people don't like beauty because it reminds them when it shows them their ugliness sometimes. Things of that nature, you know. People don't like it when you're disciplined because it reveals how undisciplined they are and they feel bad about it, you know. People don't like it when you get up early because they begin up late and it makes them feel bad about it. People don't like it when you clean your room because their room's a goddamn mess and they don't want to have to feel bad about their mess. People would sometimes would rather, you know, when they say beauty and greatness, they would rather tear it down because it, it shows the, the lack of beauty and greatness in them. That's why you should, even if you feel a pang of that, often that happens, all right? I've, I've had it. I felt that, I felt bitter pangs, you know, but if you can reverse that around and like celebrate the greatness, then in turn that will bring out the greatness in you and that will help that great, because all of those things are true. There is the greatness in you and there is, is the, the lack of it is also in you. The potential for chaos and mayhem is in you just as the chaos for the creation of beauty and wonder is within you. It's all there. 
It's all there, but you get to choose which comes out, baby. And the more cognizant you are and the more you pay attention and the more you practice all this stuff, the better you can get at it, at authoring your reality, at putting beauty in the world, you know, at being great, at uh, influencing the world around you to be great, being the guy who walks into a room and, and, and the smile just brightens up the whole room, you know, being the girl who rides around on a bicycle waving at people as she goes and just bringing cheer into the world, you know, being that positive force, being that fuel for glory and wonder and greatness and beauty in the world because it is beauty that will change and save the world, baby. It is beauty that will do that. And with this here user interface for reality itself, you are now armed with the tools you need to go forth and author that reality as you see fit, brother, sister. You got it. Akira. You got it, baby. Now all you got to do is integrate them and use them. Practice makes perfect, baby, so get practicing. Here's the list. These are the buttons. Hey. For the user interface. You dig? These are the buttons. These are the buttons. For the user interface. For the user interface. First, you must accept the frame, at least as a filter. You should accept the systems work better than goals. Systems work better than goals. Talent stacking. Affirmations. The mating instinct. Fear. Curiosity. Novelty, contrast, repetition and simplicity, repetition and simplicity, repetition and simplicity, repetition and simplicity, the fake because, hazingly aspiration, association, pattern recognition, visualization, pattern, pattern recognition, visualization, these are the buttons for the user interface. These are the buttons for the user interface. First, you must accept the frame, at least as a filter. You should accept the systems work better than goals. Systems work, systems work better than goals. Talent stacking, affirmations, the mating instinct, fear, curiosity, novelty, contrast, repetition, and simplicity. Repetition and simplicity. Repetition and simplicity. Repetition and simplicity. The fake because hazing leading aspiration. Association. Pattern recognition. Visualization. Pattern pattern recognition. Visual visualization. These are the buttons. For the user interface. These are the buttons. For the user interface. These are the buttons for the user interface. These are the buttons for the user interface. This is my lesson. I hope this was useful. This is the sort of lesson that might not change you tonight, but it's never gonna leave you. But it's never gonna leave you. Once you've seen it. You can't unsee it. You're all changed. You don't know it yet. And this will become sort of a, let's say, a framework that you now have added to your mental map. And now when you see things that fit that framework, it will get stronger over time. And so you'll see that this view of the world will take root. And then every time you compare it to the old way you saw, you're going to say to yourself, wow. Is that a coincidence? 
Because this new way of looking at the world just feels like it predicts better. But I'll keep an eye on it. This will get stronger and stronger over time. And maybe never stop getting stronger. These are the buttons for the user interface. 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 Feel free to refer back to this often. And I think you've got everything you need now to. You just heard the user interface for reality. It's uh Yeah you did baby smash 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 Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some goddamn noise, baby. Come on! Says it's a mess! Don't say I don't never give you nothing. Practical. You know, we be up in the clouds sometimes here at Meaning Wave, you know? 
We out there in space with Elon, you know, we be out there up in the, the, the clouds of meaning with JBP and Alan Watson people. I always got to bring it back to the practical, you know, always. Every time you go into these cycles, we'll go off, we'll look into something, we'll discuss something, we'll, we'll go to the furthest edges of it, and then we'll come back with something real practical that you can take out there into the world and do stuff with. And this is a very practical album. Very, very practical album. Ain't no woo in this thing, baby. This is just stuff that works. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. If you don't do stuff, there is no stuff. Dance, do some stuff. Get out there, baby, and be epic. Go forth, be mighty. Yeah, dig. You know, uh, some people think that life is happening to them. When in fact it is they that are happening to life. Hey. You are happening to life, baby. And you can happen to life as, uh, as hard as you want, you know? You know, you can, uh, you can hang around the outside, baby, or you, or you could just smash the doors open and go all up in the club, you know? Just get in there, shoot the whole club up. Bop, bop. You know what I mean? You can get out there, you get up on that dance floor, baby. You can shake that thing. You could be the life and the soul of that whole party. You know what I mean? Certain people, they come in the club back in the old times when we had clubs, you know? A certain person could step in that club and their whole vibe, their whole ambience to just bring that place alive. One time towards the end, I, I was in that club and one of the Meaning Wave homies traveled all the way from New Zealand, you know, and uh, he got to the club real early, you know, he got there before the doors opened. When the staff got there, he was waiting. He was on his own. He was all excited. He was vibing. He was, oh, 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 he couldn't wait. He was introducing himself to everybody. Hey, hey, I am me. Oh, shit. He gave me these sunglasses. I got to put them on in his honor as I tell the story, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he introduced himself to everybody, you know, and everyone was like, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, he's here for a cure, you know, and he was super excited. He was there for hours before I got there. I didn't get there until 10 p.m. My set started at 10 p.m., you know, and I got there and everyone else, every there was just this vibe about a club. Oh, you could feel it. You could feel it from the distance. And you get towards the club and everyone's all happy and excited. They're like, hey, Kira. And it's like, he's like, hey, and he's so excited to see me and meet me and give me these sunglasses, you know. Give me these special New Zealand sunglasses that stop the sand from getting in your eyes. Just in case you happen to be in the middle of a sandstorm or something like that. But anyway, he was so excited and so vibey. The whole club was just lit at 10 p.m. Normally, it doesn't get super lit till midnight, you know. But just this one guy's energy turned the whole club into a joyful thing. And I stepped on that up there and I stepped behind the, the decks and I put on that first song. And he just came bowling across the room all happy. And everyone else just followed suit. And the whole place was just like straight away, boom. Boom, midnight, vibes, joy. He had to get out of there at five to midnight. He didn't even get to witness what he'd done. You know, by the end of that night, I'd never seen the place like that. I don't know how many babies were made that night, baby, but it was a lot of babies, you know? A lot of meaning babies got made that night. Thanks to that one guy, that one guy with his powerful energy, his powerful energy, his beautiful, joyful vibes that he gave to everyone in that place. And not just them, not the thousand odd people who came through the doors of no vacancy that night, not just them, but then the people they went off and into contact with. The people they went off with, the people that carried that, they carried that energy off with them into the night. Some, some of those energies, you know, some nights, 
Some nights, baby, like, you will carry that energy for the rest of your life. You will carry that energy for the rest of your damn life, baby. You'll be laying there on your deathbed, still reverberating from it. You know? That's just powerful. You can do that. One person can step in a room and set that room on fire, whatever room it is, whether it's the school, whether it's the gym, whether it's the, the shop, whether it's Trader Joe's, whether it's the swap meet, whatever the funk. You know, and the inverse is true. I'd be DJing sometimes and I could just suddenly feel a darkness come in the room and I'd know a dickhead had walked in the club. I would just know a dickhead had walked in the club. And sure enough, maybe 10 minutes later, maybe 15, maybe 20, I'd see that dickhead. They'd come over. And they'd be a bit sneering, and they'd kind of just step up and they'd look at you. And eventually they'd say something, and it'd be a little, just some kind of nagging thing to try and be, like, cool or some shit. You know? And you just know. You just know when a dickhead was in the club, so you have to counteract the dickhead vibes with powerful vibes. You'd have to play some records that would just overpower the dickheadness, you know? Certain records will overpower dickheadness. Certain music can do that. Music is powerful. People don't realize how powerful music is. People don't give music the respect it deserves. People don't fear it like they should, man. There's been music that's been spitting out of radios for years and years and years that's been programming you in a certain way. Just been creating specific emotions and thoughts and feelings and vibes. And no one's been checking. No one's been paying attention. No one's been regulating. Regulating the vibes. You've got to regulate the vibes. You've got to counteract the darkness with the light. There's got to be balance in the force. In the force. There's got to be balance. I ain't saying you shouldn't listen to Little Pump. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to Little Baby. Or whatever the funk it is that you be listening to. I'm saying you've got to regulate the vibes. You've got to counteract. You've got to balance. You've got to balance. You know, you can't just all have one thing. You've got to have, you got to have that balance, baby. And then shit's groovy, everything is right place, you know? So we are here to bring balance to the force. Here at Meaning Wave HQ, we are here to regulate the vibes accordingly. We are here to bring light, we are here to bring wisdom. We are here to bring vibes. We are here to bring you useful, practical stuff that you can put into your everyday life. That you can put into your subconscious, because that mother be doing all the work. Baby, that subconscious be doing so much! You know, you could spend so much that goddamn subconscious. You know, you can't let that thing run rampant. Running around doing crazy shit while you're asleep, you wake up and you, you don't know what's going on because your subconscious been doing crazy shit. You ever see Fight Club? You ever see Fight Club? You know what I mean? That Tyler Durden, that Tyler Durden, that was that subconscious running amok. You know what I mean? He was suppressed. He was suppressed. You know that 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 fool Edward Norton suppressed all of that stuff. You know, and that, and that subconscious went crazy. Went did a load of crazy stuff, wrapping people's nuts up with the uh, with elastic bands. You know, blowing up buildings and ting. You know what I mean? You want to regulate those subconscious so it's being useful. Not wrapping up people's nuts in elastic bands. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, I want to do a big shout out to the homie from New Zealand who, who bought me these glasses, you know. And uh, everyone who's here with us, everyone who's here at Maz, at the, in the uh, beautiful, beautiful city of Maz. Everyone who uh, shares this music, everyone who smashes that like. You know, everyone who's a part of this thing. We don't got no marketing company. We don't got no record label. We don't got no live nation. We got us. We got us, baby. We got us. And uh, what else do we need? I don't think we do. As long as we got us, baby, we can keep growing. We can keep spreading the wave, spreading the good word. Spreading the good word of that wave so that thing grows into a tsunami, baby, and washes over the whole world. You know, washes these streets clean. Washes the scum off the streets like your boy Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver, but without shooting people. We don't need to shoot people. Just with meaning. You know, shooting with meaning. Bam. 
Light out, get louder. Bam, some meaning, baby. You know, we got some more meaning coming next Friday. We don't stop. We don't stop. We don't never stop. You just got the album, the user interface for reality. You just got that album. And uh, next week, you're getting a brand new single. There you are. You're getting a brand new single. You're getting a brand new epic single. Do you know why? It's time. That's why. It is time. It is time. All right. It's time for us to steal. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm talking with the person who gave us the AMA game B church, Jordan Hall. Ah. <laughs> it is time for us to steal the culture back from them. Make some noise, brothers and sisters, all them wave emojis right now. It's for the heroes. These are the heroes. Because, I mean, I'm, a, I'm talking with the person who gave us the, the AMA, gave me Blue Church, Jordan Hall. And part of that is uh, this idea, which is the religion that's not a religion and coming, trying to come up with um, a post-religious faith. Because here's the idea. This is probably, the, in some ways, my most radical idea. I want to do what, like, Augustine did as the Roman Empire is falling. He laid the foundation. He laid the cultural cognitive grammar for an entirely different culture. And then he stole the culture bottom up. He laid the cultural cognitive grammar for an entirely different culture. And then he stole the culture bottom up. I want to help steal the culture. Oh, I steal it away. Steal it away. I want to help steal the culture. Away. Steal it away. Steal it away. The imperial system at some point clamped down again, but nevertheless, we shifted. We shifted out of antiquity. We shifted to a different world. So I want to try and do that. I want to try and create the systems of meaning, the, the religion that's not a religion, the ecologies of practices, the communities, the networks of communities. All of this is already happening. We really empower it, both in terms of its grammar, give it the best scientific tools for engineering the practices and the ecology of practices. I basically want to steal the culture. Now, new elites form. 
they always will. But the culture changed, and it changed in an important way. That's what I'm trying to do right now. That's what I see myself doing with a lot of these other people. That's what I'm trying to do right now. That's what I see myself doing with a lot of these other people. I want to help steal the culture. Baby, it's dropping next Friday. That's that Kira the Donna John Vivaca. Yeah, day. And uh, July 6th, I'll be uh, speaking with John Vivaca in Dialogos over at the store. Uh, there's an invite for that in the Discord in the announcement section to go uh, RSVP that. And uh, come on down, baby. Hey. Yo, yeah. You know what I mean? We've been busy. We've been busy just smashing out them smashers. <laughs> That's another record, you know. Um, I'm very happy with how that came out. It came out exactly as I wanted it to. Your boy Peter Lindbergh from the Stoa hit me up, and uh, and he he he, uh, he said, "Yo, do you, you fuck with John Vivaki?" You know, he said, "I love your Marcus Aurelius stuff, man. It gives me a real stoic boner." Peter Lindbergh runs the Stoa. It's like a stoic meeting place for stoic kids, stoic peoples. You know, uh, Jordan Greenhall, formerly Greenhall, Jordan Hall, and Daniel Schmaxenberger, and a bunch of them guys all chill over there. You know. They have conversations and things. John Vivaki's over there. John Vivaki, if you don't know John Vivaki, uh, he's uh, he, he got a series called Awakening from the Meaning Crisis on YouTube, which you'd really dig, I think. I think you'd really dig it. You know, he's a professor. Uh, he taught at the same place as your boy Jordan B. Peterson. 
you know, they were uh, peers, I guess. They uh, they butted skulls on some issues and agreed on some others, you know. You can see them talking to each other in some videos that are interesting. But anyway, I've been wanting to do some stuff with that guy's work for a while. I've actually been working on a secret project using his stuff for a while. But I'd never spoke to him yet, so I hadn't got his permission. So I hadn't done nothing proper, you know. But Peter Lindbergh was like, would you like to do something with John Vivaki? I was like, yeah, I was, I've been working on some shit. He's like, sick. Uh, he said this real cool thing talking to me last week. I'll send you a video. And it was that. And it was like, oh, shit, that's instantly fucking anthem, baby. Because we've been talking about that here on the stream, right? I mean, I, I should have said, I should have prefaced that. When I tell this story next week when the song comes out, it'll be more together. Because just the day before he hit me up, and I'll have to pull out the email and, and cross-reference it with the show, we'd been talking here on the Meaning Stream about that very thing, right? We'd been talking about how we'd gone from a participatory culture... So we're non-participatory culture. And now the culture had been stolen from us, essentially by Disney. And things like that. You know, they'd taken all our stories, all our fairy tales, all of that stuff. We couldn't even participate in the telling of the stories anymore. Before the printing press, we all used to sit around together and participate in the telling of the shared mythological narrative with each other. And everyone would have their role within it and remember their stanza or their verse or their bit of the song, you know. We'd all join together. And then uh, the printing press came along. And then suddenly you could write things down and read them separately and you didn't need to be part of the group and all that. And then Disney came along and like, and, and stole all the, all, all the stories and took them for themselves and rewrote them in their own image. And then anything that became a shared cultural thing, like Star Wars or something like that, they would then buy that and take that and pervert that and use that to spread whatever uh, demonic mind virus they had cooking up that week, you know? And, uh, you know, so I was like, shit, we got to take it back, baby. And the way we take it back is we take control of the stories, you know. We tell new stories and we come up with new art forms and new ways of delivering those stories in a, in a way that's more to participate or what have you, you know. I don't have all the answers, uh, you know what I mean. I ain't like sway in the morning, you know what I mean. But I got some ideas and we were talking about them on the stream. And then you boy uh, Peter Lindbergh hit me up with that. And, uh, and the way John Vivaki put that there, like, really uh, encapsulates part of what we was talking about, you know? It's that fucking call to action. You need a call to action, you know what I mean? You can't just be sitting around talking about shit. You need a call to action, baby, and that's a call to action right there. God damn, and that's coming out next Friday. You know, that's dropping next Friday on all streaming platforms. And, uh, yeah, baby, we're going to suss it out, you know? We're going to work out how to do this thing. We're already doing it. We're already doing it. That's the thing. We're already doing it. You know what I mean? We just got to grow this thing and make it more powerful and save as many of our brothers and sisters from the Mayan virus as we can. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, help each other become strong and powerful. And the groovy, uh, groovy meaning, baby, is we was born to be, baby. You dig? Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Ballistic Ballistic Yeah Alright Looking back in the chat Bucko Chip says I love this song Joe Garden says, Don the Akira. Drink my squeeze. 
is Mass City, baby. No place I'd rather be. Luke says Rebel Wisdom, baby. Lucid Music says he sounds like Vince Vaughn. I'll tell him that. <laughs> Matt Crittenden says, join a cult. Join a good one, you know? <laughs> that cult of meaning, baby. That cult of meaning. Yeah, yeah. Bushido Pirate Crew says you can steal it back, though. Yeah, but that's what happened before, right? You know what I mean? Uh, they came along. That's what Christianity did, right? They came along. They stole the culture. Then, you know, it got stolen again. That's what goes on. It's like a snatching fuck. It's a snatching game, you know? But it's our turn, baby. It's our turn. You dig? Our turn. Vocco Chip says you can't steal what's yours. We're just going to make new stuff, baby. We're going to make new. We're going to make new stuff. Make new stuff. New stuff. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. You know the you know the vibes. You know the truth of the matter. You know, we can't just sit around like all these people. God bless them. I've got so much love for them. They're still making YouTube videos about being pissed off about Star Wars. I understand your pain, baby. I get it. I dig. I get it. But guess what? Guess what? That stuff is old anyway. We need new stuff. All right? We need you to make it. You know, you. You, you, you. And you. Make that stuff. All the energy you're putting into being upset about Star Wars or whatever it is you're upset about, that they, capital T-H-E-Y, they, DJ Khaled warned you about they, you know what I mean? That they did, that they messed with, all that type of thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Go make some new stuff, baby. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. Akira. Yeah. Yeah, my, my opinion is that if, if somebody wants to stay home, they should stay home. And if somebody doesn't want to stay home, they should not be compelled to stay home. You dig. That's my opinion. Yeah. If somebody doesn't like that, well, that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You go suck it as well. Oi. This notion, though, that, you, you know, you can just sort of send checks out everybody and, and things will be fine is not true, obviously. Some people have this absurd, like, uh, uh. view that the economy is like some magic horn of plenty. Horn of plenty, baby. Like, it, it just makes stuff. Stuff, you know, whatever. It just there's a magic horn of plenty, and the goods and services they just come from this magic horn of plenty. And then if, um, like, somebody has more stuff than somebody else, because they took more from this magic horn of plenty. Now let me just break it to you, the fools out there. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. If you don't make stuff. There's no stuff if you don't make stuff. There is no stuff. Yeah. So, if you don't make the food, you don't process the food, you don't transport the food, medical treatment, you know, teeth fixed, there's no stuff. No stuff. That has become detached from reality. You can't just legislate money and solve these things. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff.
Interface for reality itself, for John Vivake, for Elon Musk, and for Akira the Dunn. Excuse me, what was that, Mr. Peterson? Oh yeah, he do. Thank you for being here, brothers and sisters. It's been another another wonderful night here in Mass, baby. Here another wonderful night here in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. God bless all of you. Thank you for being here. I pray, I pray, I pray that uh, you uh, enjoy this record. I pray that it's useful. I pray that it is integrated into your life. And I pray that you imbue those superpowers that are present in that record and the abilities that are prescribed within that are yours for the taking, baby. The authorship of your own reality is yours for the taking. If you want it, all you got to do is reach out, baby. All you got to do is reach out and take it. And it's yours. That's it. That's all you got to do, baby. That's it. All right. So I pray you do, baby, because we need you. I say it so often, it's true. We need you, you, 100% you in all your fullness, all your glory, all your potentiality, at your fullest and brightest. That's how you beat the darkness. That's how you beat the forces of, of, uh, of horror and, and uh, ugliness that run amok, smashing everything beautiful they find. That's how you do it, baby, with that light, with that beauty. You put that beauty out into the world. You blind it with that light. Blinded by the light. Oi, oi. What is it? Smash up like a goose and have a thingy in the night. Hey, blinded, but you know how it goes. You know what it's about. I got to thank everyone who's been supporting during this broadcast. You're incredibly, you're very much appreciated. Without you, this doesn't occur. Without you, this doesn't occur. Without your support, uh, you know, I got to go be a plumber or a good one. Anyway, you know, some shit like that. What up, Wabistan Lang? Thank you, brother. What up, Matthew Lally? Bless you. What up, Lex Wiseman? Bless you. What up, Greg the Alien? Says I carry ACD energy to my deathbed. Ting. Perfect. He's got clout. Yo, that was beautifully said, my brother. Beautifully said. So thank you for saying it. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Enjoy the music. If you want to support the wave, you can become a member. Uh, join the channel. You can become a Patreon. Join the Patreon. You get loads of stuff. You could get your name in the next album. Like all those cool people did yesterday who got their name stitched into the album forever. Forever! That's there forever. That's immortality. That's what that is. Immortality. You could go to the shop and buy some merch like this fine epic sweater what I'm wearing now. You know, you could look really cool like me. Uh, you probably should, you know, because you do want to look cool like the Don. Obviously, uh, you should go buy some stuff in the shop. Or you could go to Bandcamp and download all the music. Or you could smash that like. You could ring your mum. You could ring your nan. You know what I mean? You could uh, tell that stranger in the elevator, hey, guess what? Good news. Good news. Mini Wave exists. Mini Wave exists. You know, you could go bang on people's doors like that, you know. Hey, I've come to deliver some good news. 
Yeah, what is it? Excuse me? Hello? What's wrong? Good news! Meaning Wave exists! Oh, really? Yes! Oh, thank you! Okay, bye. And then go about your business, you know? I suggest doing that. I also suggest doing the International Buy 5. Could you believe, by the way, I just split my knuckle on the microphone, just tapping that knuckle down. I don't know how that happened. It must have already been weakened. It must have already been weakened. Uh, DH, you got my merch today, and Mash, Akira, yes! Awesome. That's wonderful. Uh, okay, let's do that. Bye, five, baby. You know what to do? Bang! You do that. You cock back. You know, you cock back. You put your microphone in a stand because you need both hands for this if you're directing it. All right. Cock back. Hit the risers. Countdown. Three, two, one. Bye, bye, brothers and sisters. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll be on the Meaning Wave Morning Show, 7 a.m. on Twitch. 7 a.m. on Twitch. We'll be here at 6 p.m. PST. Go forth. Be mighty. No excuses. You got the buttons now, baby. Get after it.